There seems to be a trend for the younger generation to access healthcare on an as-needed basis. And in fact, one study showed that 45% of young adults didn't have a primary care physician, and instead of proactively going to see one, many prefer to just visit an urgent care when something arises. Here to tell us more about the benefits and role of a primary care physician is Dr. Jeffrey Basti, Director of Primary Care Medicine and Vice Chair of Medicine at Monides Medical Center. This is your host, Prakash Chandran. So Dr. Basti, thank you so much for joining us here today. I'd love to get started by you telling us a little bit more about the role of a primary care physician and why it's important to have one. That's a great question. So primary care seems to be the best entry for patients to get into seeing a physician. You know, the uh, small clinics, City MD, they're good for a quick fix, but to get to know a doctor and the patient-doctor relationship really grows when you get a patient who comes in to see you. So they get to know the patient, they get to know all about the patient, the family, social matters. So you get the whole picture. When you go to like a city MD, and I'm not taking anything away from because they do have a certain place here, they don't get the whole picture. They get a snapshot of, I have a sore throat or I have belly ache. But the primary care not only gets the belly ache, he also gets to know about somebody in the family who may be having issues, who's got an alcoholic problem, who's got social issues with not being able to make certain rent money. I mean, there's a million things that we hear every day that we can not always help, but can direct people to write things. So it's more than just a physician patient relation, you really get to know the patient and the patient really gets to know you and trust you. And that's probably one of the biggest things that the primary care can do besides good medicine. And that's something we can talk about. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And also, you know, we're just kind of multifaceted human beings. And there's so many things that roll up into the way that we feel there might be external factors that are affecting a person's outcome. And when you see someone over time, that person has a more holistic view of a patient, wouldn't you say that's correct? That is absolutely correct, and that's called trust. And that's a big thing that we need in society lately, besides being in a patient-doctor relationship. Yeah. And the young adult who sees a primary care physician, how, how often do they visit? So it depends if <clears throat> the age groups that you're saying. They can come in once a year, you know, as a younger adult in their early, late teens, early 20s for a general physical exam. We see other areas of problems in the younger years that tend to fall off later on. And then as we get to the middle-aged, you know, they just decreased the age for screening for colon cancer to 45. They did do it a couple of years ago, but people, they think it's still 50. They moved it down to 45. And there's other ways to do it besides colonoscopy. We actually also do lung cancer screening now, which we have been doing for years, and they actually moved that age grouping down to 50 years old. So there's a lot of things that primary care can lead to preventive medicine, and that's really an important thing that we can help the patient with. 
You know, there's going to be young adults that might be listening to this who just don't think that they need a primary care physician. You know, maybe they feel like they're very healthy and when something arises that the urgent care is an acceptable substitute for them. What might you say to them? Well, the primary care doctor will be there for a longer period of time. There's sort of a pact between the both of you, if not for a better word, that, you know, when you need help, you know, I or the other guy or a doctor would be available who knows you so the patient may be seeing different doctors all the time we try not to do that we try to see the same doctor or if you can't see him for that emergency visit the next time you'll see them or there can be a conversation between the doc the primary doc and maybe an associate who saw the patient that day on a telephone basis because we know how to get in touch with each other pretty quickly. So that's one of the good things that the primary care doc can offer patients, even younger patients who come in with different things as a young adult. We still see appendicitis. We see testicular carcinoma. And we see things in younger patients that need to be looked at and, you know, just be aware of teaching patients, young adults, what to look for, explaining examinations, explaining to young males about testicular exam, which males usually don't see GYN, but the GYN usually teach breast exam to the females. So the young male adult really is not being taken care of and not being shown what to do to protect themselves from different disease entities. Yeah, and a lot of these proactive measures that you are talking about just isn't something that is handled at the urgent care, right? Urgent care is a lot more responsive or reactive to things that people come in with. So all of this education that you're discussing is not really the role of an urgent care. It's the role of a primary care physician to do that. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. They are just there to meet the problem that is confronting them and address it and treat. And then they usually go say, uh, see your doctor in a week or you call them in the morning and let them know what happened here. And that's where that leads. It's not a formal, long-standing relationship. Right. And I'm trying to separate out for the young adults that might be listening. When is it appropriate to go to an urgent care versus going to a primary care physician? So... The first meeting should not be under duress. It should be a scheduled meeting where you and the doctor or the patient and the doctor can speak together, get to know each other a little better so they can understand if there's a problem with the patient. And then they can order testing that may need to be done. And then there is time to discuss those tests with the adult or the adolescent and make a formal plan. You know, there's young people with high cholesterols. There's young people with blood pressure or thyroid disease. There's a myriad of diseases that we find that people didn't even realize they had. So that's why it's good to get that once a year exam or, you know, it depends on how often they need, if there's an issue, maybe every six months. So yes, this is what we call preventive medicine. I also did ICU and critical care medicine, and I saw the other end of the scope, 
where people missed the preventive medicine part and now they were stuck in an ICU. So if we get it quickly and we're in front of that curve, we do better. And that's really important. Right. And so you break a leg or you cut yourself, you go to an urgent care. But if you want to do more of that preventative care, something more proactive, that's when you're building that relationship with a primary care physician. They're really responsible uh, for helping you with that education and looking uh, further ahead in your medical care. Is that correct? That is correct. So let's talk a little bit about the value of annual checkups, specifically for people in their 20s compared to people in their 30s and then people in their 40s. So annual checkups are good to monitor the blood pressure, to monitor the cholesterol levels, to make sure that there is underlying disease that's starting to show that the uh, patient is ignoring, which we see a lot, especially in young adults. They push everything to the back burner. So like I said, proactivity is very important in a lot of disease entities that we'd like to head on first instead of it becoming where it's kind of late down the road. And not only that, when there is an issue that the patient is having, we can usually tell whether it's serious. You know, when somebody comes in with a little lump or something, you know, we can either say, listen, calm down. It's not that. We'll treat this. And then if it doesn't get better, then we'll do the next step. But for now, it doesn't look like an issue. And let's get treatment underway. And then, you know, you can either bring them back and see what's going on from there on. So it's also the relationship of a calming factor for patients that get anxious when there's an issue that they don't understand. Yeah. So we understand the issue and we can address it and treat it. And if we need further testing, we will go down that road or it gets better and everybody's good to go. Yeah. And I also imagine in addition to that, at these different age groups like 20s and 30s and 40s, you have a template or you have a series of things that you might test and look out for proactively just to make sure everything is good. So like you take your car in and they do the, you know, 20,000 mile checkup, 30, 50, 100,000 mile checkup. You have similar things that you would do for people in these age groups. Is that correct? That is correct. So usually things in the early 20s are pretty much stable unless, like I had mentioned before, there's other changes. When we start getting up to the 30s and 40s, that's when we can see issues starting and especially if there's family history. We like to take good family histories or people are smoking or people are drinking or people have a drug issue or a medication issue, uh, prescription drug medication. We can see these things and address them so that we can stop a potential disaster. And I wanted to narrow in on women in their 20s and 30s. My wife, for example, is 32, and I know that she sees an OBGYN once a year, but I actually can't remember the last time she saw her primary care physician. So is there a need for women in that age group to see both a primary care physician and an OBGYN? 
Well, it depends on how the scope of the OBGYN is. You know, some want to be involved in everything and some do not want to be. So most of the time they will say, see your primary care. If you have asthma or if you have thyroid disease, the OBGYN would usually defer to the primary care doc to take care of that. So it's always good to have two eyes looking at one person. It's better to find an issue and start treating it or, you know, OBGYNs are not always available like primaries to see patients. And so better to have somebody that could see you for something else besides a GYM problem or an OB problem. Okay, that's helpful. And just moving back to these different age groups, what about for people in their 40s and 50s? What is the value that they get out of seeing a primary care physician at that age? Those patients, like I said, we start our screenings for colon cancer, breast cancer, and again, hypertension, cholesterol, lung cancer screening on people who smoked many years. And we also do smoking cessation for them. So there's a lot of things the primaries can offer. Besides vaccinations, people need to be vaccinated at certain intervals and, you know, physicals for a job. We do all this kind of work with patients. So there's a lot of things about uh, a primary care that keeps records of the patient's vaccines or blood work that we know that they got vaccinated. So there's a lot of good things that primary care can do for all the patients. We know that life expectancy has gone down because the primary care docs are not as available or they're not being seen like they used to be. So there's going to be some type of change where we need more primary docs. And, you know, that is something that the medical field is looking at why in other areas or other countries or people that do go to primary docs have better life expectancy than the ones who don't. Hmm. So uh, there was just an article in the New England Medical Journal in September about this whole problem. And even the vaccines, if we had a really firm primary care system, could have been given out that way. So the COVID-19 vaccines. Yeah. So it's vital that people get involved with a primary. There's a lot of good things to it. I don't see any downside. Well, Dr. Basti, I really appreciate your time today. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave our audience with? I wish you all good health. Make sure you see your docs and get your screenings and your vaccines. So important. It'll enhance your life. It'll protect your families. It does a lot. So go out and see your doc and uh, be safe. Perfect place to end. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Basti. And thank you all for listening. You can visit mimo.org, that is M-A-I-M-O.org, to schedule an appointment with one of our primary care physicians and to check out all of our other podcasts for more topics that might interest you. This has been Mimo Med Talk. I'm your host, Prakash Chandran. Stay well. <laughs>